Hey, what's up, fam? This is the Good Genes Podcast with yours truly, Caleb, alongside my fellow hostesses, Mia, Mel. Hey, guys. And um, today, we're on another trip abroad to the extravagant country of Brazil. But before we get there, you know, um, just want to say, like, what's going on with you guys? Like, how have you guys been? Good. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. been a crazy week, but hanging in there. Just that nice drop of snow for us, just relaxing and you know, take it in for like a nice day to just like watch like Netflix or just catch up on whatever show. Oh yeah. 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 Lots of homework, but <laughs> it's a yeah. nice day off. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, let's get right into it. Uh, Mel, you want to take the floor? Sure. So we're going to start with the history of Brazil. And I think it's important to know just the country as a whole. Um, there's different parts to it. So if you look at like Northern Brazil, it's a lot of indigenous groups and it's like the Amazonian and tribal wear. Um, and then when you get into central Brazil, it's you know, like you're, you're pulling from Rio and Sao Paulo and states like that. And um, so you're getting into the vibrant colors. And then when you get to southern Brazil, it's actually like a lot of Portuguese and African um, immigrants there. And I thought that was really interesting because like all of the colors and the vibrance comes out from that African culture. So um, that's something that I found really interesting. And I think, um, so the history doesn't necessarily start like long ago. It, it kind of just came about like within the last couple of years. Um, but one guy who kind of like started it all, um, his name is Oscar Metzavat. And he started in 1989 as like this first lifestyle brand called Osklin. And he kind of took it um, and made it known in his own country. But it wasn't until 2003 that he got known globally. Um, but again, like he took a lot of his fashion from the indigenous peoples and the vibrant colors of Portugal and Africa and things like that. Um, but I think like a lot of places you'll find is just um, l like lower and middle class love their telenovelas or soap operas. So you're just going to find like a lot of <laughs> like drama and uh, hey, <laughs> Brazilians love showing off their bodies. And so like you're going to see skin and uh, like bikinis. <laughs> and I mean, it's all like ocean and beachfront. So like you're gonna see those bikinis why and, not yeah exactly <laughs> like flip-flops um just like super laid back and chill um i mean yeah. this is summer vibes so exactly like, exactly know. and they're all bright colors so it kind of right. just ties in with everything um didn't oscar he when he first showed his collections it was in the sao paulo fashion week um that was in 2003 yeah like he said um so that kind of gave him way to be an international presence and um, he scattered in places aside from Brazil, Tokyo, Milan, Rome, mm -hmm. New York, Miami, Buenos Aires, and Puntal de Este. Sorry if I said that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, his he didn't get known until he finally applied or whatever to be in Fashion Week. So yeah. that's kind of how he started. Um, and through that, Fashion Week kind of went off the rails and everyone just started kind of knowing what it was. Right. 
I think a lot of the, the culture takes it from the Brazil parades, and they're held in Sao Paulo and Rio as well. So, again, like you're seeing those states and uh, right along the coast, um, and there's like a lot of beading and bikinis and like feathers and glitz and glamour in those shows and thinks so like it was in the mentality of Brazilians to be bold and uh, colorful and lively uh, in their clothing yeah yeah um with that um for the whole entire like fashion industry with uh Brazil you know they've with that whole boom that um Oscar started with mm-hmm. uh, their fashion it just allowed them to expand to like about an employee count of about uh, 1.7 million people. That's crazy. And uh, yeah. when you think about that, it just opens up like, you know, the whole market for themselves mm-hmm. and just being able to create opportunity where it's like so, so like scarce mm-hmm. in a country that's like, you know, on their own and they're just like trying to like, you know, make profit and be able to export right. with goods like our country the united states and plenty of other like london um and germany and we have china as well and just other major like uh countries invested in fashion but um as you were saying with the whole parade um going on and um brazil they're they're actually they're actually um uh accounted for like the women there for their fashion um, shows and um, weekly like uh, you know uh, events um, the women are actually like 75% of the employees wow. for um, That's awesome. their um, industry and so that just really like opens your eyes to like what um, their market scheme was right. and like yeah, for what sure. they were like really trying to aim for um, you know because like in this day and age we're not too surprised as to what like business goals are you know mm-hmm. like sex sales Right. So um, it, it just <laughs> They're helps. definitely taking that, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> with the whole uh, summer vibes, yeah, of course, with the, um, you know, the, the open dresses, whatever, and, like, the whole bikinis. But also, like, um, what that did was it opened up the market for them back in uh, 20, uh, 2007 over to 2012 to where the U.S. would actually invest in the Brazilian textile industry and pushing them to, like, a level of being the fifth largest uh, fashion industry in the world. That's crazy. Um, Along with that, um, as far as like in Rio, um, their their brand that really helped them uh, launch to such to such a a status there um, was known as their Havaianas, if I'm saying that correctly. Um, The Brazilian footwear um, that really just like boosted their level of yeah. Uh, you know, infamacy right. amongst uh, a global industry such as fashion today. Um, they've produced over 250 million pairs of flip-flops each year. And that just alone, like, allows, like, their whole country to, like, be able to um, be exposed to, like, the, the content and the items that they're uh, making. And only, like, uh, 5% of the clothes that they do produce um, in their own country mix it to export wow so the rest of it just stays there um nationally so um with that you know it doesn't really help out with their whole um um marketing scheme as far as like what they want to do globally but as far as like um their own 
national um, yeah. investment. Right. They just, Economically, they're, just, they're yeah. doing fantastic. Yeah, exactly. And the, I think, like you were saying, they're taking this idea and uh, like this huge company, their major company is just selling flip-flops. And from that, they're starting you know, to launch and to grow and do other things. But it's taking that idea of like just the coastal vibe and, and the, all the colors, like the bikinis right. and flip-flops. That's yeah. like what they started on. And so now it's just like booming in the last even five yeah. years, you know. I think the fashion weeks that they have in Sao Paulo and uh, Rio de Janeiro, that definitely helped with their their economics. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. I mean, big brand names like Chanel, Versace, and Gucci, like once these uh, fashion weeks opened up, in Brazil like these brands just like jumped on it and they were already globally known and then they made their way to Brazil and that kind of just created a way for Brazilian designers to like mm -hmm. show their stuff and get their stuff out in the right. world so now those Brazil Brazilian designers are selling their stuff in other countries yeah um, but yeah like where they were in 1996 when the fashion weeks first started to where they are now is right. an insane jump right. from what they had it helped too that FIFA World Cup in 2014 was held in Rio and then also yeah. in 2016, the Summer Olympics. So like yeah. even now, I can't even imagine how they're going to progress um, and just their name is going to get out there and, and they're going to be, be bolder, you know? Yeah. I mean, in when I was looking up research, um, 1996, when they first started the Sao Paulo Fashion Week, 100,000 people showed up and then in 2001 it went up to 75,000 people and after the FIFA World Cup and the Olympics there's more than a million people that come to these events now That's and crazy. they hold the event twice a year so what that they jump. can show like yeah. their different collections which is insane um, off of that um, you know just like um, bouncing off that idea and just that whole um, fact there for their um, sensation in uh, fashion the trend um, actually with the Havaianas uh, brand actually kicked off from um, Sao Paulo and um, basically most of the people there like the the hipsters you know as today that uh, we call yeah. them and like all the cool kids mm -hmm. are now wearing like their flip-flops their most famous flip-flops yeah. you know originally it wasn't really too available to that culture, to those, you know, people of that demographic. And it was originally, like, you know, pushed to people who were poor and in the favelas of Brazil mm. until that actually picked up to where people are like, hey, like, <laughs> I just yeah. want to wear some yeah, flip-flops, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. like, kind of like the equivalent for, like, Nike in America. Yeah, exactly. They have their shoes in Brazil, right. so it's pretty cool. Yeah. But before flip-flops, so going with, like, the South uh, Brazil style, one of the coolest things I found was um, their gauchos. And, <laughs> and so, okay, like, a gaucho is a cowboy. And um, Nia and I were talking earlier about how we used to have a pair of gauchos. And so yeah. even, like, their branding, okay, now they're, they're working on flip-flops, but they were – trying to get gauchos in style. And for like maybe a year or two, they were super awesome. Yeah. But now we look back and we're like, oh, they're just baggy pants, <laughs> I mean, you know? Yeah. And then again, ours are probably Americanized. Right. Theirs must have been like really right. awesome. Yeah. But I just remember wearing high water gauchos and <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. No more of the high water scenes anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Suffice, to, suffice it to say, I'm glad they moved from gauchos. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, other clothes. Um. 
Yeah, um, as far as like um, the revenue um, interest today is really um, surprising because from where they took off from back in um, 2012, uh, they weren't bringing in that much amount of money, but it still like grew immensely. Like they were doing like, they were doing like, um, you know, 10 point, uh, 10.038 million dollars back then but um but it was more so to like focus as far as like where their growth was going towards um before it was like um you know 6.3 million dollars that they were bringing in mm-hmm. and um their growth too like you know US dollars of 10 10 million dollars um shows like a huge growth mm-hmm. of like 12.1% yeah from like now in like uh, four years from now, you know? And back in uh, 2011, their industry, the industry export uh, program had an annual um, revenue of only $67 billion. And uh, compared to like 2010, they've had a huge growth of 26% as far as like their own uh, market is concerned. That's insane. And now, as far as like their export values um, calculated today with their statistics, they have a they have a two point six billion dollar um, value now. Wow! And they've only produced almost uh, nine point eight billion fashion items per year. So wow. think of like how many people are actually like investing in their market and in like you right. know. Right. actually taking part of like you know their own culture and like what is like um, their trend and like uh, you know like um, as far as like oh like this looks nice like this may right. be like a mm-hmm. great outfit to wear some days and it really just shows like how the people are so um, invested and more um, interested in what their whole country is like yeah. prideful about you know right Right. more um you know happy to like share right. yeah and you know it it just it just goes to show like how far like someone can actually push an idea and then help it to grow into something that is substantial and amazing altogether yeah and reach phenomenal feats that no one could ever like possibly yeah. think or imagine could mm-hmm. ever be possible mm-hmm yeah and again like just in those five years they've been able to like expand um and i know that they're having a difficult time with exporting but at the same time like i don't think they're really worried about it because um i was reading an article and it said that brazil's fashion isn't about just trends but it's more of like the individual sense of style and so they're like honing in on their own culture and country and i think like a good uh example of this is Carmen Miranda we all know her for like the big fruit hats and the platform heels and everything and like she um was really popular in 1934 and she was this samba singer um and but like even her style was taken into these parades that we're talking about and this like coastal flair um because she had like a seam Uh, all the way up her skirt and she would just dance and like have fun but we haven't even really like the the world hasn't even really taken that fashion style in until these past couple years but they're okay with it you know yeah yeah but 
I don't know. It's just interesting to see, like, so now, even though they're really well-known and people want this Brazilian influence, they're like, hey, you can have it if you want, but we're satisfied and we're content being who we are. Yeah. And it's ultimately working for them because they have such a booming economy. Yeah. So. yeah. I think that's cool as a culture that they they like who they are and mm-hmm. that they're not trying uh, so hard to bring in different things. I mean, like, they have different cultures from all over the place, like you said earlier. Right. Um, but I think that's cool because it makes up who they are and, like, everything about their like even their traditional stuff it's so bright and colorful and it's fun and exciting it's not um it's not like weird but it's it's like fun because it's who they are right um and i think just even like meeting people that are in those places they're just so happy and like outgoing about things like that Mm -hmm. which i think is awesome yeah i mean along with that it also like it also displays and demonstrates just how well they are by themselves as like a, a whole like community right. and society yeah, right. as like we're not insecure as to like what we wear and like yeah. you know yeah. oh, what absolutely. is like produced mm-hmm. for us mm-hmm. you know they're not dependent on other people right. yeah. or right. other countries yeah. to like you know um, chastise or like crucify them for yeah. like what they wear yeah. right uh, and that's that's a really uh, great thing to have as a whole mindset because you know our our culture um here in the united states depends upon like you know what's appropriate uh, right and is this demeaning to like you certain know, cultures certain yeah. people mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know young women and, and men right. as well mm-hmm. so it's like we um take accountability as to as far as like oh um can i really get away with wearing this right or like can I go outside and walk down the street and just go get, like, a bagel or something and just, like, not be, like, looked at, you know, a certain yeah, type right. of way? Meanwhile, there, it's more like, oh, like, that's great. Like, you exactly. know, yeah, um, exactly. I want something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, the website was, like, even teens and young adults are, you know, like, expressing themselves. And nobody's, I mean, I'm sure there's, like, cultural awareness and everything. But, I mean, it's accepted. It's, you know, it's right. who they are. And yeah. they're okay with it. And I think that stems a lot from, like, the indigenous people, like, they're tribal, and they don't, I mean, they never wore a lot of clothing, so, like, <laughs> you know, but it's been fun to research Brazil and yeah. figure out, like, who they are as a people. This was a, a good country to pick. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Very, um, very, like, um, eye-opening, too, yeah. so far as, like, you know, the whole culture thing that you explained earlier, uh, Mel. And also, like, how Oscar, like, found this whole um, trend that he wanted to start in the beginning. Yeah, right. Um, and it just goes to show, like, how far things can, like, really influence a whole, like, society and people. Absolutely. Just from, like, yeah. years past right, of, right. like, you know, different, like, uh, immigrants and, like, people from all over the world to just influence their culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to what they're proud of making and um yeah it's just it's just interesting and like really like uh captivating all together yeah yeah i mean and it it took them a while to get there but they got there and like they're happy about it it's awesome seeing that and like how uh i think one of you guys said it they're like the fifth largest uh country to um have like a an important fashion week or whatever along with like paris 
and um, I don't remember the other ones we mentioned, but well, there's also London, New, New York, York, yeah. Milan, there you go. Yeah. Pretty sure LA Thank you. As well. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, those guys. They're running up there with them. Yeah. Right. So. So it's it's really crazy as far as like where they came from, yeah. how it started, and like now where where they are now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And it's a cool story to tell. Like I had no idea until we talked about right. this and did research on it. Right. So. Well. Um. With that being said, you know, it's been good uh, talking with you guys and chatting about Brazil, you know, here in uh, Rio de Janeiro and Sao Paulo yeah. and uh, wherever else um, we've uh, explored so far. But um, that's only just the beginning of it. Yeah. Um, next, we're going to be abroad to India, are we? Yeah. Uh, we might have a guest speaker. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to that. Well, you've just hung out with me, uh, Caleb, along with uh, my beautiful and uh, lovely hostesses of... Good genes. Oh, Nia yeah. and Mel. <laughs> That's awkward. <laughs> Nia and Mel. Our names are Good Genes. <laughs> good Genes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So stick around uh, till next time. Yeah. Um, this is the Good Genes Podcast signing out. See you later. Bye, guys. Bye.